Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. So, Carol, you were just about to tell us your most embarrassing moment. <laughs> That's not real. They <laughs> are 10 to 1 in the afternoon. <laughs> Poor Carol. <laughs> So. Oh, we're so so. Carol, did you grow up in Southern California, and then moved to Oklahoma? No, I'm a Green Bay, Wisconsin girl. Um, I moved to Oklahoma. Um, I was employee number nine with a very large uh, reverse lender. They were very first remote underwriter, and um, they relocated my family and I to Tulsa, Oklahoma. So. Are you a Green Bay Packers stockholder? I am. And if you're not, they vote you out. <laughs> so do you have, where's your certificate? I'm surprised it's not on the wall behind you. No, but my direct endorsement underwriter letter is on the wall from 1986. <laughs> That's fantastic. And what was the last Green Bay Packer game that you went to? Well, we've been in Tulsa for quite some time and have not been back. It's been a, a while of quite probably seven, eight years. Oh. Yeah. And I think it's time for us to go back, but we have not been. It's a, it's a, a long hike from Tulsa to Green Bay. Probably not, a lot, probably not a lot of direct flights. There are no direct flights. <laughs> we have no direct flights anywhere. I don't think there are any direct flights anywhere anymore. I have one actually. Hey, I've got a drug flight to Dallas. Well, there you go. And they're, and they're all like they're all like eight hundred dollars. Crazy, crazy prices. They are crazy. They are crazy. All right. Well, we will go ahead and and kick things off. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I'm Melissa Langdale. I'm with the Mortgage Collaborative. I'm joined, obviously, always by Rob Christman. Um, and today we are joined by Carol Dionovich uh, at University Bank. Did I say that right, Carol? Yeah, perfect. Oh, fantastic. Um, Carol is here to talk about reverse mortgages with us. Um, but before we kick things off, I want to remind everybody that they uh, can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to put that in the, the comments for everybody so that you can um, you can uh, make sure that you subscribe to that. Uh, we also have a TMC Connect podcast uh, that you can uh, subscribe to in your uh, whichever podcast network that you use. Uh, so make sure to stay connected with us. We, we'd love to see you there. Uh, and we're thankful for you today. This is still kind of a holiday week for a lot of people. So we have uh, are thankful that you joined us today and um, are here to kind of talk about something really cool that's happened in the last week. Uh, we had some pretty exciting uh, numbers that came out about reverse mortgage. Um, but before we dig into the detail details, Carol, why don't you talk about University Bank? Can you tell everybody a little bit about who you are? and. Absolutely. I'm Carol Dujanovic. I'm Vice President, Director of um, Reverse Mortgage Operations for University Bank. Um, University Bank uh, was founded way back when in 1890 as Newberry State Bank. Um, we are an FDIC-insured, locally owned and managed community bank. Um, we consider ourselves a boutique lender. 
Um, we specialize in mortgage industry. We are uh, a subservicer. We have um, over 400 institutions that we service their, their loans. Um, we also have University Lending Group, which is our faith-based mortgage, which is very interesting. Um, it's for those individuals who don't, do not pay or accept interest. Mm -hmm. um, so I manage the reverse division. Um, it is my passion, and I think you'll you'll get that feeling as we we, we go through the the cast today. I have been a DE underwriter for a very, very long time. I've seen this industry change dramatically. And um, I also am very active. Um, I am an appointee to HUD Federal um, Counseling Advisory Committee. We meet in Washington. So I am very involved in the counseling aspect of reverse mortgages as well. Fantastic. I'm so grateful you're here today. <laughs> You can, yeah, you can. your your resume beats mine all to heck. You know, I'm like a capital markets dude. That's <laughs> like that's like my res. Somebody said, "Tell me about yourself, Rob." Oh, capital markets guy. You know, <laughs> ate ate paste as a child, and yours just went on and on and on. So, congratulations. What should I say? I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when did they change the name from Newberry to University? And why? Uh, well, it was founded in 1890. And Stephen Lang who is our president CEO, um, acquired the controlling interest back in 1988. Um, it was at that time, slowly but surely, they changed the charter. We are based out of Ann Arbor. And so they changed the charter, I want to say, 1988. Wow. Very you know, good. Very good. Time. We, you know, we're community-based and that's, you know, what we, we look to do to offer the best possible service. And we we go with kind of a slogan that's local and it's local decision-making. Our customers receive personal service and, and undivided attention, competitive pricing, our financial services. We offer just about everything someone would need and, of course, lower rates and fees. So, local. I love it. Very good. Melissa, do I get to ask some questions first here? I'm, I'm dying to know some answers of some, some questions. So I, I think that a lot of forward, and you distinguish between forward and reverse, right? Forward loan originators think, oh, things are slow. I think I'll, think I'll get into the reverse biz. But it's not like you, you read a pamphlet and you're good to go Monday morning. So what what is a common misconception from an originator's perspective about reverse mortgages and becoming a reverse mortgage specialist? One of the things that I see and that, that I feel, um, now I'm on the operations end of it, but first and foremost, we're our audience is different and it's much more of a, you need to establish a relationship with your borrowers. Um, most of the time our seniors are skeptical because there's sons, daughters, grandchildren in their ear that, you know, don't do this grandma because they're going to take your home away. Um, 
from a time standpoint, we rarely have anything less than a 30-day closing. So you're working for your commission and you're working to establish those relationships. And it can be hard. Um, there's a lot of nuances with reverse mortgages. You know, everything that you know on the forward side, forget it. Some of it may apply in theory, but basically it's not the same. So it's a whole new learning curve. And sometimes we do have a bit of an issue taking forward loan officers and making them understand the nuances of the reverse. The application is the same. However, just a few things that are different, all of reverse mortgages are underwritten manually, pen to paper. There's no DU, none of that. There's no automated underwriting. It's all, I sit with my legal pad and my pencil when I underwrite a, a reverse. Um, most importantly, you know, we rely on two main factors that the borrower is 62 and they live in the property. And we do also have to follow financial assessment now, which is, you know, a fairly new addition to reverse mortgages that became effective in 2015. So, some of the concepts, we don't have ratios, we don't have loan to values, we don't really care about credit scores. So it's all of the things I just always kind of think, you know, it's sort of what the name says, reverse. So forget about all that other stuff because it doesn't apply. So no, so it's not credit score dependent? No. Do you even run a credit report on the borrower? Yeah. Yes, for one, one reason and one reason only, because... I'll give you an example. When I started underwriting reverses, I could underwrite a reverse loan in about 15 minutes because all we looked at was they're 62 and review the collateral, nothing else, the appraisal. Now, as HUD started to see many, many delinquencies and defaults due to taxes and insurance. So financial assessment came into play in 2015. And what financial assessment is, Basically, we're basing on regional numbers, residual income, income, and the ability and the willingness to repay taxes and insurance. So we do still have to qualify with income. So we need the documentation of Social Security benefits or pension or employment so that they can support their taxes and insurance payments and any of their other credit debt. So we do get a credit report. We do tax history. Um, and if any of these things are delinquent, we put what's called the Lisa on the forward world. It's an escrow account. Lisa is life expectancy status. So, all right, going back here a little bit. So you can underwrite a loan and a, a reverse, and you, you call it a, a loan, reverse loan? We use the word peckham. Oh, okay. Peckham. I mean, okay. Now, it, now I I received my DE as a forward uncle. And, you know, the time it takes to go through a, a complete loan. And like I said, in the beginning, prior to financial assessment, all we're looking at is the appraisal and the date of birth. But now we're looking at, we're underwriting a deep dive into the file. But but you can under you can underwrite a Heckman in fifteen minutes. You said before financial assessment, before we had to take into wow. the income docs and 
assets and that kind of thing. Now it's like a standard underwriting. Okay. And so the, and as I understand it, the typical Heckam originator can do a, like a good one will do two loan two two heckams a month maybe three kind of thing that's that's like a good month that's fair to say yes mm-hmm. and and why is that is it because so much time is involved in counseling the family and the you know you can't say elderly anymore because that's politically incorrect of course you can't even say middle age but uh, what what is what do you what do you call the 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 old person? <laughs> we call them senior borrowers. Senior, senior borrower. Okay. What do you call so um, the senior bar? So it's like a lot of counseling that's involved with the senior borrower and the senior borrower's family. Yeah. Is that what takes a lot of the the time? That and being very honest with you, most. Uh, the borrowers that we deal with are not tech savvy. So there's not a lot of email and electronic going back and forth. A lot of it is the old proverbial snail mail or, you know, taking pictures of documents on their phone. So the timing of everything is just a little slower, simply because there usually is no sense of urgency unless foreclosure is looming or something of that sort. But there really is not, doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency with the borrowers. And again, like I said, there's always usually family members who have an opinion as to, you know, what a reverse is all about. And it's up to us, you know, as lenders to, you know, ensure that everyone understands that, as I said earlier, university bank or any other reverse lender is not in the business take people's homes and and we're not in the real estate business. We don't want anybody's home. Yeah. yeah. I I I so I've I've heard that that exact thing that and this was this was going on, I would be asked back in 2008, 2010, gee, these these banks, they they want they want the they want the house. They want the foreclosure. They want to do this and they want to do that. I would tell them, no, you know what? Mortgage companies are in the in the business to to make loans. Banks are in the in the business to make earn a spread between what they're paying the depositor and what they're loaning the money out at. They're not in they don't want the house. They yeah. don't want the office building. They don't and I've and I as I understand it, reverse lenders will do their utmost to make sure that they don't have uh, you know a house. They don't they don't want to deal with it. No. And what we do is most of the time, if there's a borrower, I mean, since they're not making mortgage payments, it's not that they're not making mortgage payments. Usually where we see some of the delinquencies would be in taxes and insurance. So we would do, you know, and part of my position on the committee with counseling um, is to encourage pre-default counseling. You know, contact your lender again if you're having problems paying your taxes and insurance. There's a lot of solutions out there. And both university bank and whoever's going to be the servicer at the end of the day, like you said, this is not what we want. We want to keep our seniors to age in place and stay in their home. That's the purpose of a reverse mortgage. We're not there, you know, we don't have a real estate portfolio of homes available for rent or sale. We don't. That's not what we do. 
And especially, and I, I made it just a comment before, we do everything that we possibly can to ensure that our borrowers remain in their home. And, you know, I, I tell my staff this often, it's like, would you want to be the one to stand in front of our bank president and say we're foreclosing on grandma? Mm-hmm. I sure wouldn't. So um, I wouldn't mind. Okay. Well, speak yeah. to me after and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I, I wouldn't. No, nobody wants, as I tell people, who, you know, when the reverse mortgage subject comes up, Heckam subject, I say, you know, nobody, nobody wants the Great Panthers t- picketing outside the front of their office. Yeah, that's the worst. That's that would be the worst public relations nightmare ever. We do not. No. No. So, Melissa, I cut you off earlier. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I, you know, Carol, obviously you, you mentioned this, that there are a lot of individuals that, you know, use a HECM when they're trying to kind of stay in place um, and, and stay in their home for a long period of time. Obviously, as our, our population, um, you know, there's more and more eligible borrowers for HECMs, right? Um, you know, there, you're, you're probably also seeing, even though inventory is probably a challenge, you're, you're probably also seeing a little bit of an increase in HECMs for a purchase, right? We are, we are, and it's an excellent tool. And my sales force does a very good job at training our real estate agents that this is an option. We're still having a hard time getting through to a lot of people that it is a viable option. And it's the same thing that what I'm trying to do with our forward side is the same thing. If someone comes in and you know, you have a 68-year-old person and they, they're not qualifying. I want the first thought to take you know, a reverse. And the same thing was purchased. So I've done some classes and seminars for some of my local real estate agents here. And it was like the light bulb went off of you can you can do that. Like, yes, you can do that. There's a lot of nuances and a lot of nuts and bolts that go into it. But yes, you can do that. And how wonderful you could buy a brand new home and not have a mortgage paid. So, um, you know, and the one thing too, that I've been seeing quite a bit of, we have a lot of our senior borrowers have a ton of equity, but have very little income. And so, you know, they're making the sacrifices of, you know, whether or not I'm buying my medication I mean, this is the harsh reality of it, or, you know, my groceries. And we've seen so many success stories where we've done something to allow people to stay in their home by taking out their. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, unfortunately, it's, it's the harsh reality of where we are right now. And, you know, there's some that have truthfully affect, got to my heart. And at the end of the day, when we went to closing and, you know, we get the kiss on the cheek, but thank you for helping us out. It's rewarding to see that, you know, we've helped someone be able to stay in their home. That's great. I would want cookies. <laughs> well, now I'm the key to Rob's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Not a glass of wine. <laughs> no, c- cookies are good. Cookies are good. So. So getting back to the the, the biggest the, the biggest misconception or the biggest hurdle that that 
let's uh, so you have an up and going, a prosperous reverse group there. If you work at a lender, you know, Melissa and Rob's mortgage, you know, and we've got, you know, a couple hundred loan officers and we're in the Southeast or something. And we're thinking about the reverse business, the Heckam business. Is it, is it something that can be started from scratch or is it something that you should just, you should think, ah, Melissa and Rob's mortgage, we're going to go, we're going to go find a a Heckam lender and, and buy them or merge with them? Or do you have an opinion about that? Well, I can tell you, we did not too terribly long ago, I want to say last summer, maybe the summer before, we rolled up under, we were a division of University Bank. And we decided it was time to roll up underneath the umbrella of total University Bank. So we had to start from scratch, meaning test cases with HUD, licensing, and all of that. And it was, it, we did it, but I will say it was a bit painful. Um, you know, buying someone that, that's already doing the first business, I don't know if that's the right answer either, but um, my suggestion would always be is if you're going to dabble in it, partner with someone. You know, we work have broker partners that send the loans to us. We do either all the processing or basic processing. My team underwrites it and, you know, the broker partner is paid. So that way, you know, you're eliminating all the the paperwork, the nuts and bolts and aggravation of setting yourself up as a, a lender with fun. That That's sense. a good answer. We have um, a great, University Bank would love to help you. <laughs> we have a great question in the chat to you, uh, Carol, uh, from Chrissy Church. She says, "Can someone get a reverse if they're in bankruptcy, uh, so that they end up keeping the home that they're currently in?" Do you know? But there's some guidelines. It depends how far they're in the bankruptcy. The judge who is will have to grant an order to allow them to do so. That's great. Sorry, Rob. Were you going to ask? You were in the middle of asking a question. I want to make sure we got Chrissy's answer. No, I, no. I, but but it, that's that's a good answer about whether you know a, a lender should can just plunge in or not. Going back to the individual originator uh, perspective, or even a mortgage broker perspective, and I'm going to I'm going to you're going to see how naive I am about this subject, uh, Carol. So. Can can uh, one can if I'm a if I'm a licensed originator can I do both Heckams and forward mortgages? I don't recommend it, but you can. Um, we have some of our we have one of our loan officers who does both, and what she does is she partners with one of my account executives because doing both. I don't think she developed the experience needed to be to flip back and forth as such. And that, you know, I guess this would be personal experience of that individual if they feel they can do it. But you're marketing to two different audiences. And I, I don't know, I think it might be difficult to do that. 
Yeah. I, and I know that you're more on the op side. Mm-hmm. If, if, if how, you, and you mentioned marketing though, how, how do, I mean, I, I, um, you know, I don't watch a lot of late night TV. I don't watch much TV at all, but I, I assume that there are reverse ads on TV or there are reverse ads in AARP, but do individual companies market their reverse divisions or do they just rely on like the industry-wide advertising that goes out or do you know? No, we do. We have a, a university has a marketing division and there's a division of the marketing division that works specifically with us. Um, we use a lot of social media. We use, you know, of course we are members of many trade um, organizations, you know, reverse related. Um, I also am on the Committee for National Aging and Place Council. So we do a lot of, you know, if you Google reverse mortgages, our name pops up for National Aging and Place Council. Um, we do a lot of in-person seminars, webinars, you know, send out much like this. Join our webinar and learn about financial assessment for reverse. Um, we try to do a lot of education as well as marketing. We have a lot of our um, account executives and loan officers go to their local um, senior centers. Um, you know, AARP does not condone advertising from lenders. So that's not anything we wouldn't be able to do. We've tried and they just don't. They're not receptive. Yeah, I would, I would imagine, and I think everybody on the, this call, or everybody like in the nation, gets these invitations to these events where you can learn about, you know, retirement, this or or you know, teeth, you know, you know, insurance about that and so forth and so on. And I'm sure that the that the events that you would have as a reverse lender, it's not like you know, hey, show up at, at seven o'clock tonight. And then, you know, everybody shows up at seven o'clock and you say, okay, who here is over 62 years old? And everybody raises their hand. Okay. And then who here has, who here owes, you know, less money than their home is worth and everybody raises their hand and then it's time for cookies. Uh, I imagine it's it's much more of a informative, interesting, uh, technical uh, uh, presentation than that because you're, you are dealing with, a group of individuals where, first of all, as you point out, they're not technologically savvy. I'm not technologically savvy either, but I mean, maybe I imagine some of them are worse in terms of that, but also just the, it's, it's tough to, I mean, they're entering a new phase of their life. And uh, like my dad, for example, um, when my mom passed away, she dealt with all the finances and all the bank, you know, all the banking and all that. My dad didn't, you know, didn't, uh, when my mom died, the house, they had other assets, but the house was all my dad knew. And I said, you know, that, that was his, that was, that's where his, you know, he paid the mortgage every month on a VA loan. Uh, and so he was, that was his. And so to, to, as a senior to go from, this is my whole savings. They might have other savings as well, but this is like a concrete example. It's got to be a huge psychological issue for a, a senior borrower to go through that process. So I would imagine 
as we mentioned earlier, it's, it's a, it's a coaching thing. It's a psychological thing and the skill set of an originator or broker might not apply to sitting there across the table from the senior borrower who's flanked by his or her, you know, kids who are thinking, all right, what, you know, what's, what's grandma gotten us into what, what's mom doing here and so forth. It's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a big deal. So, it and it, it takes compassion and time. And, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say this, we, we do see a lot of situations that have come about because of elder abuse. I have an example right now. I have a borrower who was the perfect mom and her two sons started a company. And mom was very supportive of the company. And unbeknownst to her, they took out about $60,000 from credit cards in her name. And being the supportive mom, she's like, oh, they'll pay back. Well, one of the sons passed away. Mom had the slightest idea that she had all this debt. And he did. He stopped paying her mortgage payment and stopped paying her taxes. She's right now in tax so we're going to do the reverse to get her on tax. What a great story! So I mean, yeah. bad things happen, and and it's a, it's a shame, and we do see that a lot of you know student loans taken out in grandma's name that grandma had absolutely no idea. So you know the reverses, and as much bad bad publicity is out there about reverses, there's a lot of really really good outcomes. From that as well. Yeah. Well, that's that's excellent. Very good point and a good story. It's a great story. Well, I, you know, I know you mentioned, you know, your kind of marketing strategy and how you're getting out into the community and spending time with, uh, cons- you know, potential, um, you know, um, borrowers. Like, is there other education that you guys have to do in order to help that kind of heck them for purchase crowd with realtors and um, in the market or builders in the marketplace too? Well, hacking for purchases are, are are a little unusual and there's things that a borrower cannot pay and cannot do. And there's steps that you have to follow unlike a standard purchase transaction. That's kind of hard for a lot of people to wrap their head about. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, Joe and Mary, first time home buyer. It's not like that. We follow specifically the handbook to the letter, not the spirit of the law, the letter of the law, because HUD does, and and this is an interesting fact, unbeknownst to most sales, HUD audits 100% of heaven for purchase. So when a file goes in for insuring, um, it's audited cover to cover. So, you know, it's, it's a definite education process. And a lot of times I've seen my sales people have a little bit of a difficult time with the realtors pushing back. And what it all boils down to is they just didn't understand the process. And so it's very, very important that, you know, there is no quick to close on the heck of a purchase. They're just different. So, um, in as much as everything is streamlined as much as we possibly can do, you still have a lot of the human factor in it. And that takes time. But education is the most important thing with the technical purchase. 
and you know all the seminars all day long, but until you actually get into one and do it and see what has to be done, it can be mind-boggling. And I know there's been some you know words exchanged about how long it's taking, and uh, it's like, well, it, you know, it's it, you're asking for a federally insured loan for a whole lot of money, so we need to make sure it's done correctly for HUD requirements for the handbook. And I should point out the maximum claim right now for a reverse is one million eighty nine dollars three hundred. Whoa! <laughs> Why? How did that, that number come up? Two thousand and nine, it was increased from four hundred and seventeen thousand to six hundred and twenty five. Wow! So. We're steadily increasing. And you know, there's reverse proprietary products out there that I believe go up to five million that are not federally insured. That's fantastic. We are right up on time and I want to be conscious of everybody's time. Carol, thank you so much for joining us. I learned so much today. Uh, Rob, thank you for, for uh, joining me. Um, anybody got big, big plans for the weekend? What is one? What does one do, uh, Carol, in Tulsa on a summer weekend? Well, when it's not a hundred and three degrees, <laughs> we are very culturally diverse in the arts and uh, museums. And um, actually, my day—I'm I'm messed up on my days. Having a Fourth of July on a Tuesday, I'm all messed up. My work day and my you know personal time. Um, I guess it's probably grocery shopping tomorrow. Big big deal. <laughs> the last time the last time I was in Tulsa, I went to what is it? Bobby's Burgers? Is it Bobby's? Well, we've Bob. got Arnold's. We've got Claude's. Uh, I went to I went and had a hamburger with uh, Stephen Plaisance, who uh, probably many people on the call know. And I brought my kids, and he brought his kids, and uh, maybe. Brown brown brownies burgers. Brownies. They're close. Went to brownies. They're yes, close. Went to brownies. But so. those are good burgers. Onions in the patty. <laughs> now I need to go to Tulsa for a burger. That sounds delicious. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, thank you, everybody uh, that's that's um, joined us as well. I hope everybody had um, you know grabbed some little nuggets from Carol and and all of her wisdom that she was able to share with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody again next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye.
For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.